0: Welcome back to Pop Culture Yearbook. On this show, we pick pieces of pop culture that were important to us in a given year. We then discuss memories and dig into those movies, albums, shows, and more. This is 1989 Part 3. I'm Brad. I'm Pete. I'm Gif. And tonight, we are discussing Gif's choice, which is Roadhouse. Oh, man. (laughs) I'd never saw before, so thank you, Gif. You are very welcome. Why don't you tell us uh, why you picked this movie, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, I picked this movie because I think it encompasses a lot of the great things that happen in 80s movies. So, just it sure to... Does, just it does. It a meme, lot of depth for you, Gifford? What's that?
2: I said it had a lot of depth.
1: Yes, a lot of, a lot of depth, Absolutely. Um, obviously, it's it's not a great movie. Uh, it was nominated for five Raspberry Awards, uh, Golden no, Raspberries. It really? Yeah, it was nominated for best, uh, worst picture, worst actor, worst supporting actor, worst director, and worst <laughs> screenplay. It did not, however, win any of those awards. Who was the worst supporting actor? Was it the the villain guy or who? Uh, I didn't write down who, but I'm guessing, yeah, it was the Brad Wesley. It wasn't
0: Sam Elliott, was it? No,
1: Sam Sam Elliott was amazing in this movie. He got off crystal clear from this? That's good. (laughs) Yes, I would hope so. (laughs) I would would hope. Uh, But as I was saying, it encompasses so many great things of 80s movies. It's all about excess in the 80s. Um, You've got, uh, one, there's good music in it of course. Uh Jeff Healy band is the house band at the Double Deuce. Um yes. playing oh. a lot of great covers. Uh, Can Susa. I um
0: yeah, just say then since I hadn't seen this movie before. So I'm watching this movie and there's the part with the singer and he's blind. Or at least I didn't even realize he's blind at first. I couldn't really tell cuz it didn't seem like I don't know. I'm but so am then I'm like, "Wait a minute. He actually is blind, huh?" He is. And then I didn't even know until the credits come on. It's Jeff Healey. <laughs> was like, okay, well, that I guess there you go. That's an '80s movie with uh, an '80s guy, and um, I totally missed out that he was like a that was a real thing. So,
1: well, they spared no they spared no expense and uh, no the I top guess talent not. for this movie. Uh, it did have a budget of fifteen million and cleared uh, just over thirty million at the box office, so it was a uh, financial success in those terms. Um, but getting back to one of the hallmarks of great 80s movies um, are the kill scenes. <laughs> so this movie, of course, we have two major kill scenes, uh, one where Jimmy dies and one where Brad Wesley dies. And it harkens back to other great kill scenes from 80s movies, Hans Gruber and the Joker, uh, they didn't fall from a building. They fell from the tallest building in the city. Yes. So over the top kill scenes. Um, you had Joshua from the first Lethal Weapon movie, played by um, oh, who played him?
0: Oh, just to speak of what you just said, I was going to say one of my notes about that last kill scene, as you put it. Mm-hmm. I said, "Wow, Brad can really take a bullet or shotguns." Just right. keep go- and he just keeps on going. That was right, exactly. Cast. Cause just Cause like would getting hit by BBs,
1: one yes. would saw a man in half. Um, but yeah, Brad Wesley he needs to take um, obviously four. Uh, other great kill scenes, uh, like I was saying, uh, in Lethal Weapon, um, Joshua gets his butt kicked by Riggs, and that's not enough. As he goes for a cop's gun, he gets shot not once but twice. Uh, which is absolutely wonderful. And uh, the second Lethal Weapon movie, uh, Peter, the bad guy, he gets a shipping container dropped on him for the kill scene. Uh, so, obviously, there's RoboCop, where not only does the guy get shot a million times, but falls out of a very tall building. Um, Cobra, the movie Cobra, the Night Stalker, gets a large meat hook to his back in a uh, meatpacking plant. So... It all feeds in to these great kill scenes in uh Roadhouse where Jimmy a great fight scene, he gets his throat torn out by Dalton's bare hand and then as you alluded that to will hurry. What's that? I just said that will hurry. It it will. It will. What well, I was I, gonna like,
0: say, because they talked about that through the whole movie, right? And and mm-hmm. I just wrote yeah. down, so apparently you can just pull out guys' throats, huh? And I was like, why doesn't that happen more often then? <laughs> I've never tried it. should be
1: a thing? I'm going right? to try it now. What I liked about that scene was uh, after he tore his throat out and he gives him the spinning kick to the back and he falls into the river, he actually makes a sound when he gets hit. <laughs> but he wouldn't have a windpipe or his windpipe's been severed. So there's no sound coming out.
0: I don't want you to forget the best kill scene of the '80s that you just made me think of: falling off of buildings. Yes. Uh, El Guapo shooting the guy on the roof in Three Amigos.
1: Yes. Hold up your hat! (laughs) Fire! Fire. (laughs) Right, absolutely classic. Well, and of course there's there's a wonderful gratuitous nudity in this movie, which is a hallmark of great '80s movies, harkening back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everybody remembers uh, Phoebe Cates exiting the pool. Um, also, what I love, uh, a movie that showed how you need to have gratuitous nudity in a movie was Tango and Cash. I don't know if you guys remember in Tango and I Cash. That movie. Early Same in the movie. Year, though, I think. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, early in that movie, there's a car chase scene through a uh, parking lot. And so the cars are going around, and they're banging into each other. And there's one where they hit a bunch of cars, and these two people pop up in the back seat. They're doing it in the back seat. And, of course, the woman's topless. It's like a half a second, but they have to put it in there. So another great thing about the 80s movies. Um, And then, of course, to show excess of excess is to have a monster truck in your movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They had Bigfoot Number 7 was built for this movie. The scene in which he goes they drive through the uh, car lot cost, Yeah, cost 500,000 dollars. So that was the big spender in this movie. So it's just big on top of big uh, Obviously, you've got Dalton with and uh, well, speaking of what you just said too. Yeah. So I mean, you're just bringing up, a lot of the notes
0: I had, they go as I watched it. but right. I noticed throughout the movie, there's a lot of knives. And every Mm -hmm. time you see a knife, they get bigger and
1: bigger. Yep. We got a big knife now. (laughs) Right. At one point, there's just a little one on a boot. Yeah. And then in the end of the movie, obviously, there's one that, you know, kills a couple people. It really fits your theme. You you were on top of this. Absolutely. Well, yes. And, And that's why I picked it, because it shows the excesses of the 80s and what makes great action movies from the 80s. So um, I've got you plenty know, this more was
2: to... uh, this was before the days of CGI. So to to make a really big like splash, you know, they didn't have the special effects that they can do like today. And so that's what they had to do. They just had to go big with what they could. Um, and so maybe that's part of it. And you're right. It's the 80s excess, And it was I, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it.
1: I mean, Brad Wesley has a fully <laughs> mounted giraffe in his in his uh, <laughs> trophy room, for crying out loud!
0: I enjoyed it. I mean, it's entertaining. But so one yes. of the things, one of the things that I wrote early on was that I think it was when. Oh no, no, no! It was before that. Um, but I basically just wrote, "I want to know if this movie understands how bad it is, because if it does, and it's intentionally campy." Then that can be done well, and and I can roll with that. That's great, because I love that kind of stuff. But then I saw I was keeping an eye on that throughout the movie to see. Does it do that? And then we get to the karate scene, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not going the right direction here. (laughs) And by the end, I was like, too much. uh, This is not aware of what it is, and that's unfortunate, because they missed out on something there.
1: (laughs) I don't think they missed out on much in this movie. Well, I mean, they they hit their mark, I think,
0: for what they wanted. I kind of look at it like the way you described it, because it's 89.
1: It's kind of like
0: hair metal. This is kind of like the last gasp of this kind of movie before Nirvana comes in and just shuts them out. And movies get a little bit better and a little bit more uh, serious. And you don't see a lot of this 80s excess anymore after this is is one of those last ones.
2: Yes. Um, What movie would you consider to be the Nirvana of movies
0: then? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I know Goodfellas came out the next year, though, and you talk about a great mm-hmm. movie. I mean, that's it's a different kind of movie, but that's a, that's a great one. Yes. Well, Pulp Fiction, how about that? I mean, that's a Reservoir Dogs. Quentin Tarantino, maybe. He kind of changed. That could be. The game. Yeah. There you go. Yep.
2: This could have been a Tarantino-type movie.
0: Or even True uh, Romance, which is one be. that he didn't direct, but he wrote, which is maybe my favorite of all of his movies that he's been with. That was from, like, 92. So, like, he came around shortly after this. There you go. He's Nirvana. What if Tarantino, this is poison.
2: What if they redid Roadhouse with Tarantino as the director? Oh, my <laughs> well, God. Well, I think they have. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's done some really, like, B-type movies, but he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched, right. like, those. What are they yeah, called? Co- yeah. like Grind Grindhouse.
1: Grindhouse. Right, yeah.
0: And, um, I haven't seen those, but to me, they sound like they'd be this if it was by him and, you know
1: updated to I actually actually just watched uh, Death Proof uh, about a week ago now if
2: we are giving credit to Tarantino we have to give credit to the director of Roadhouse who is Rowdy Harrington oh Rowdy that's his his name name. did you catch that on the intro (laughs) I thought that was perfect that his name is Rowdy and that was uh it kind of led me to believe Brad that you were Uh, That he knew what he was doing, he knew what he was making. If his name is Rowdy, it fits perfectly. I don't think so.
0: Right. He knew what he was making in that he (laughs) knew that he wanted to make an '80s excess movie and didn't realize that it's you know really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean,
1: if you look at some of his other films. Yeah. uh, What else? He had. He did Striking Distance in '93 with Bruce Willis, which obviously everybody has Striking Distances. One of Bruce's top top yeah. movies. Uh, Gladiator in 92, oh, which so not, it's not it?
0: Russell Crowe. No, oh, no. Oh, no, okay. no, no,
1: okay. no, no. All right. Uh, he had uh, Bobby Jones' Stroke of Genius in 2004, if you're wow, looking for really? a good uh, golf that does movie. That not fit the theme here. No, no, it does not. I don't think there was golfing in this movie. Not that I'm aware of. Well, so I
0: don't know. Another one of my first observations, speaking of eighties, is just holy toxic masculinity. I mean, this is just is mean, everything I can't stand about. Oh my god, it's too That's much. That's what makes so good. There's this enormous fight scene at the beginning, and I don't. I know Pete's watched. I don't know if you watched Cobra Kai. GIF, but yeah, season two ends with this, you know, epic fight scene. And I was like, wow, this one puts Cobra Kai to shame, even, which you didn't even think was possible, at right? The school, yes, so okay, I have a question. Yep, and I kind of looked it up, but so it's like, and I, I there's parts that I might have not paid as much attention to. So, why did he leave to go work at this place? Because he got recruited, they've got like scouting. They, they,
2: they've got like scouts to go find the best bouncers around the country. Yeah, oh my God. Stuff. Right. Okay.
0: So here's
1: the thing in that movie. But, but he why, said, would,
0: why would he just automatically go do it, though? I mean, well, well, that doesn't mean he's right. to go. Hey. To go. Hey. Money.
1: Money. Because he's getting $500 a night in 1989, which equates to $1,055 in today's okay. money. So it was a big risk.
2: You did your research. Yeah.
1: See, and I knew he'd have the answers. This is his
0: movie.
2: But uh, uh, but that was the thing. He worked at this other place. Where was it? Like in L.A. or New York or something. Um, and then this guy that owns this that owns the double deuce comes and like recruits him with all this money. And then that's where Swayze says or th- he wants to fly him in right away. And Swayze's all like, I don't fly. It's too dangerous.
1: <laughs> uh, right. All these all these dumb lines that they have in here. Where, like the infamous one is pain don't hurt. Yes, you know, flying's down. too dangerous. <clears throat> okay, uh, speaking he's got- of the
0: guy who recruits him, yeah. what's his deal? He just he's always fine. walks around with this, like, creepy look on his face, like he's setting people up for something, like he's gonna, like, he's gonna, like, I don't even know, like, he's just, like, a guy that has a van, like, he's gonna molest you or so. He's <laughs> just, he constantly has this look on his face, yet... From what, unless I miss something, he's just a normal guy that runs the place. Nothing ever right. happens with him. He doesn't do anything. He's just like weird. I mean, yeah, you know there's a lot, there's, of, there's money a lot and... of
1: odd, odd people in this <laughs> in this show. I mean, every everybody is a little off. I mean, Brad Wesley is the bad well, guy. Terrible. I mean, he's just such a little prick. You know, not menacing at all. There's the one scene where he punches the guy to make him look like he's tough. But, you know, he's not. He's just this little piddly thing.
0: I um, really enjoyed his big speech with the theme, Be Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which uh, then I wrote down, this theme is not really developed in the rest of the movie. (laughs) You felt like that would be something that fits his character? It, it was just the weirdest speech. It had nothing to do with really the See, way I he
1: completely thinks. disagree with you on this okay, because later in uh, you know, I think that's the first night that he's in. Yeah, it's right away because he like kicks somebody out and fires
0: him because he's a jerk and he, he's no, gotta but there, set his set his stake in there.
1: Remember when the woman gets on the table to dance and he like tells one of his bouncers to go over and get her off the table and like the guy pushes one of his bouncers and he looks at Dalton. To yeah. see to get the cue, and Dalton's like, you know, you know, like, be well, chill,
0: be nice, you know. Well, I agree yeah. that they yeah. did at least one time, maybe shortly after it, do that. But it, that is not a theme of the movie to be nice to people. Well,
1: sure, I'm when the I'm other glad... guys come in to start that big fight, and, I think he um... could have
0: done a different speech. <laughs> I'm glad
2: you brought that speech up, though, because one thing I found when I was researching this is that that video clip is used by. Uh, in real life, it's used by the NYPD as part of their training. They put it, um, it like they incorporate it into their training videos um, because that's Where like did a you part hear of this. I, I found it on the Internet. <laughs> I, I, it was one thing I ha- I found it under like fun facts about the movie. And, uh, uh, you know, to break up the boredom, they make these fun videos that people will that, that, that they watch and they show that to the NYPD.
1: That's funny. Well,
2: oh, well the other thing go, I, I
1: I like from that speech is, um, first off, Steve. Who doesn't love Steve? Which one is Steve? Steve's the guy who got fired for uh, having sex with the girl in the back room.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but when Steve goes, what if they call my mother a whore? And Dalton says, is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good.
2: <laughs> there's some There's some funny lines in there for sure.
1: Well, and know. and how about how about the double deuce before it gets its makeover, and the owners walking around, and I mean this place is just a pile. It, it's just awful. And he his his quick fix is when he sees on the side of the wall for a great fuck call, and he takes his pen out and changes it to Buick. <laughs> <laughs> there we fixed I had it. that one to... <laughs> Yep, <now>. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. Uh, um, you Have you seen License to Drive? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's got... It's Corey's in it. Corey Feldman and Corey Haim and Heather Graham's first movie. Okay. I thought you would have seen it. Pete, you do know it? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I just actually her, watched her, it the other day. I was, name listening, is, I was listening to a podcast about it, and I'm like, eh, I got to watch this again because I watched it so much as a kid. And it was it was another dumb movie, but it has a lot of nostalgia. But the dad in it, so the parents in it are actually, like, good actors. Carol Kane is the mom and the dad, I I don't know his name. But I swore the bearded dude who owns the farm that he he bunks up with Mm -hmm. was the dad from License to Drive. Like, under the beard, it looks exactly like him. But I looked it up and it's not. So, You mean Uncle
1: Jesse? Huh? He looks like Uncle Jesse. I well, had no idea. like,
2: like but dressing. I thought he was
0: like this actor that I recognize. It's another. He's like a good actor. I mean, he's been in a few things. He, he's a guy you like, sure. But it wasn't him. <laughs> I loved it when. um uh crap! What's what's her name? The doctor, the main girl. What's her name?
1: Oh, um, they just have her as Doc on Kelly IMDB. Lynch? Kelly, Kelly Lynch. Lynch. That I was meant Lynch. Was Lynch
0: yeah. I loved it when we first meet her, and she's a doctor, and she has glasses on. I'm like, oh, well, she must be smart. Look at her glasses. <laughs> I like her. She seems smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole scene was just so like, we're, oh, look at her. She's a smart person.
1: Well, and we find out that Dalton has a um, thats my next line philosophy degree from NYU. Which then I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. That's going to play into
0: his be nice and hit the whole way he kind of runs things. Nope, that's not developed at all either. something with
1: that. He's doing his tai Chi out on out on the riverbank. Yeah. you know he's centering himself you know it's he, he does a
0: legit character in there, but they just did not uh develop any of that stuff so Mark too bad hard. They went for the Annette, cheap thrills Annette, certainly Benning.
2: Annette Benning was the one that was originally cast to play that role, the Kelly mm-hmm. Lynch
1: role
0: um
2: yep. however, and she. They started filming it, and Swayze just didn't feel any chemistry with her at all, so it didn't work, and so she got fired. And they had to find somebody
0: else. And they got Ke- Kelly Lynch.
1: Oh, and Kelly Lynch just, oof, man, oh, she's a
0: fine-looking just, young lady. I don't even find her attractive. Like her, her role there doesn't even like do what it's supposed to do for me. I don't even, I'm not interested. What's it, what's well, it what's supposed to convert? do,
1: Brad? Let's let's dive well, I'm into. I'm supposed this. to be attracted
0: to her. <laughs> And I'm not.
2: You're not supposed to be. You're just supposed to be happy for Swayze that he fell in love.
1: I'm happy. Right? I'm looking for love. Yeah, they, they got it. So speaking of looking for love, um, the scene in which they uh, consummate their relationship, uh, yeah. they have uh, Otis Redding's "These Arms of Mine" playing, and oh, that is very arty. The, the same song that played in Dirty Dancing when. Uh, Swayze and Baby hooked up for the first time. Really? Yep. So oh, I think yeah. that's one of Swayze's favorite uh, smooching songs. Well, speaking yeah. of where they hooked
0: up, I wrote, this is a really nice room for the top of a barn that he just found out. And I mean, mm-hmm. that is like a furnished, really cool place to live up there. For so one, there's, one, no for that one.
1: there's no TV. There's no conditioned air, as Emmett put it. And you have mm. the uh, smells of nature. Well... It's quite
2: a nice looking
1: place. Aside that from that,
2: nice. They should make that into a, a Airbnb.
0: That would be very nice. I'm sure Emmett's got it listed by that. that. At Pete, that's a great idea. That would be a perfect Airbnb right there. He's probably still living. A hundred dollars a
2: month, though, is what he's paying. Is what the <laughs> what did you convert that one, Gifford? How much is a hundred dollars in today? Well, well divide uh, whatever by be five
1: because five hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Fifteen dollars. That's night?
2: still that's still that, steel.
1: Well, and where was the bathroom? I don't know if there was and a bathroom. And you if, if he's go, making you just go over the edge of the yeah,
2: outside of the window
0: because he has that nice big window and roof.
2: Right, right. five hundred dollars a night, and he's only paying a hundred dollars
0: a month. Uh, a, a, a month.
2: That's he's he's pulling down some good coin.
0: Well, I guess you the also downfall see- is you have to overlook
1: Brad Wesley's place right there. So.
2: Yes, You'll and he can there. stare. At, he he can stare yeah. at you.
1: The thing you're not taking into account, Pete, is how many tires Dalton has to buy, and how many <laughs> windshields he has to keep buying because his well, car he has has extra all cars. Extra cars
0: because he has his crappy car that nobody beats up, and then he has his nice car that he hides for the rest of the time. So yeah, but his crappy car got beat up. That's why he had all the extra tires in his trunk. Right. Well, it, that's oh. why he has that car all instead right. of the Mercedes that he drove to this place when he left his first job.
1: Right. And that he crashes in the end scene oh, did you know, to it? distract all the guys, uh. you know, get them off the trail. Speaking
0: of Brad Wesley, yes, he is a fascinating character. He, he's not intimidating, like you said. and So I get, okay, he's got the cops in his pocket. Okay, you're supposed yep. to buy that. But even with that, it, is, do you think it's believable that he can just blow up buildings, drive monster trucks through car dealerships, mm-hmm. and murder people?
2: you can do that kind of thing when you get a jc penny in town that's
0: (laughs) a big deal yeah he's just he could so he literally is above the
1: law and can kill and do anything it just seemed a little too much i mean christ jc penny is coming here because of me i mean that's his line
0: i see and i you guys have talked about i totally missed out on that line that's too bad because that sounds like a good one (laughs) It's, it's so when much.
2: Crazy goes and and has that conversation with it within that like uh you know in the kitchen he offers him breakfast and yep. uh, and then they sit down and have that conversation and then he points out that he got the J C Penney in town. That's a that's a big deal. Like they have to they had to actually point out that it's a big deal, otherwise nobody would nobody would believe that it was a big deal or, or think he, about it that way.
0: Uh, yeah. So i want to get to the third act here at some point because that's where stuff but but before that like a little over an hour through i'm like this is just like watching an hour plus white snake video on steroids (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) just take a white snake video and and put some dialogue and extend it this is the movie well yes and add the nudity that you can't maybe have in the music video but you know that they want you know yes. what I
2: had down is that uh, if you watch the dancing in the Double Deuce, watch it closely, and it looks exactly like the Charlie Brown Christmas special dancing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the other thing I loved about the dancing and the, scene in the scenes in the Double Deuce, do you notice how when the bar fights break out, the band just keeps playing? Yeah. Oh, that's the band's job. It's like the Titanic, man. Well, I'm wondering if that's why... The- If that's why the guy's blind, because, you know, then he just keeps right on it going. That's why they paid Jeff Healy all that money. You play music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then they got, like, the chicken wire in front of the the stage. And, like, that's going to keep, like, he's getting just plastered with beer all the time. Like, it's just, oh, God, it's such a horrible place. But, Brad, talking about uh, the cops there's no cops anywhere. Like you say, when red store blows up
0: somewhere, wasn't there at the very end,
1: at the very end, but like even Jimmy, Jimmy gets killed. There's no investigation into him getting his throat ripped out. I mean, we don't know yet whether or not. Right. Well, we don't know yet whether or not uh, 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 Dalton's buddy getting knifed, if that's going to be, Investigated, And then at the end, after everything's over, the cops finally show up. Everybody just shrugs and goes, I didn't see anything. Oh, I love that ending, though. Did you see anything?
0: (laughs) I didn't see anything.
1: How about you? Did you see anything? (laughs) And then Tinker gets up and just goes, a polar bear fell on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) now we're getting ahead of, we got to unpack and go through that third (laughs) act from the beginning. (laughs) I I think
2: they're trying to convince the police that it was a suicide. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he shot himself four times in the chest with a shotgun that's nowhere around it's left the room at this point because they were carried out by one of the guys
0: so it was shortly after the white snake comment where i wrote down it's official this movie thinks it should be serious unfortunately but then in all caps i got and what a third act <laughs> so you can pinpoint the movie the, the, the moment where the movie just jumps to another level that's yeah. when Patrick Swayze literally jumps through the window of his, of his place, off the roof, and flips over the car like a superhero all at once to take off. In some <laughs> sweet sweatpants. And from that moment on, this movie is in top gear. Which you didn't even know there was another gear to get to. Right?
2: <laughs> Jeff Healy is glad he's never seen the movie.
0: Oh my god. So then, he's out there. And you've got the guy on the motorcycle who's doing the maniacal laugh, just the
1: cliche. And then Patrick Swayze outruns the motorcycle. Well, Jimmy wasn't in a big hurry to get out of there. You can see he was driving like five miles an hour on that dirt bike. My God, it was was amazing. Did you notice too, so
0: during this whole scene, and I'd have to hear it again, but I swore it was the exact same score from Die Hard. It sounded exactly like Die Hard. Which was not fitting for this movie. It was not a fitting score for these scenes in this movie. But it's like they ripped it straight out of Die Hard. Interesting. Listen, watch it again and you might notice. Oh. Oh, my God. So, and then, I mean, you've already mentioned, like, the, uh, you can pull out guys' throats. Mm -hmm. That's in this part. Oh, (laughs) if it's not deranged enough... Now he catches a knife flying through the air and throws it back. That was another amazing move. What What move is this? Somebody throws a knife at him,
1: and he catches it in midair. And he throws it back. I'd have to see it again to remember all the No, details. you're thinking... Are you talking in the house in the last scene where he's killing all the guys? Yeah, it's right at the end. Yeah, no, the guy had the knife... And he lunges at him, and Dalton kicks his arm, and the knife goes up in the air. Yes, and he caught it though. And when it comes down, he catches it. It's Somebody stuck. didn't throw it at yes. him. Yes. Okay. Sorry. And then he turns. He stabs the guy, and then another guy comes out, shoots at him, and then he takes the knife and throws it and kills that guy. Take. Now, now it makes it down more with sense. He that's the knife Flying through the air. I forgot now. it was. But still, now it's feasible. That's nuts.
0: And then it ends with the guy taking four shotguns, a polar bear falling on a guy. And I mean, what else could you possibly throw in? And
1: don't forget, don't forget the last scene. Uh, where Kelly Lynch is, they're, they're skinny dipping and Patrick Swayze runs and like dives in the water. Did you notice that they had Jeff Healy sitting over on the side in a chair? <laughs> yeah, we'll bring him. He can't see anything anyway. <laughs> in the bathroom, we've got clothes on. He can't see us. Who cares? We'll just park him by the shore and he can soak up some sun. And I did we'll... not see
0: that, but <laughs> that pond. sounds quite fitting and <laughs> wonderful for an ending.
1: <laughs> oh, so good
2: couple of other f- just fun facts that I had about this movie. Uh, did you know the guy that played Red Webster? The guy that owned the, um, yep. the store that got blown up? Um, he was a close friend of Elvis Presley. They were high school friends, and they actually played in like a band together in high school. And they still were friends like all the way through until Elvis died. Really? He worked as, he worked as a bodyguard for him for a short time. Amazing. Um, so that was amazing. Dalton, Dalton was named after the town of Dalton, Georgia. The director that would be Rowdy. He
1: had
2: he had once stopped at a bar there. That was the inspiration for this film, in the city of Dalton, Georgia. Um, So that mean Rowdy
1: also wrote the movie.
2: um, Oh, I guess maybe it wasn't.
1: Yeah, maybe he just had say in naming
0: characters.
2: Yeah, so he came up with the concept. I don't, know, I don't know if Rowdy had the uh, wherewithal to write a script like this. <laughs> but uh, uh, you Bill, know They could have
0: named the movie Rowdy. They could have. Right? Right? Would have been Rowdy House. <laughs>
2: Rowdy <laughs> House. Bill Murray, anytime that he's watching this movie, he's good friends with Kelly Lynch. Oh, Kelly I did read Lynch. this. Yeah. Oh my
0: God, I don't know this. This sounds amazing.
2: He, uh, every time it comes on or he's watching it, he will call Kelly Lynch's husband and and uh, say that he's uh, that she's cheating on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh,
1: funny. <laughs> I yeah. did I did read that one. <sighs> much
2: much like um, uh, much like Swayze did on the Dirty Dancing album, he actually has his own song on uh, on this soundtrack as well called Cliff's Edge.
1: Oh really? Oh, so, what part of the movie is that in? Or is I that one that that uh, it could be that one that's just on a Healy? soundtrack?
2: Okay. Yeah. How come we didn't have this one on our top five songs? He switched
0: one of Jeff Healy's songs out for that one because he couldn't see it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's know, an, that another be... point about Jeff Healy, is it odd that his biggest hit was Angel Eyes? Being yeah. that, oh, uh, Come on. Oh. No? I don't get anything for oh, that? I'm... Pete, add the laughter yes. in post-production. I well,
2: I, I will get that laugh track in for that one. That, that'll be great. Um. What NFL player is known by the nickname Roadhouse? Trivia question. It'll make sense when you hear it.
0: It's he from that time period?
2: No, he's a current NFL player that recently
0: switched teams. Hmm. It'll make sense when you hear it. Has he ever th- pulled a guy's throat out during a game? Oh, not yet. Not yet. I have no idea.
1: Right, right.
0: And
2: Domican Sue. It's it's Andy Dalton.
1: Ah, oh, that does that makes perfect
0: sense. So some And he's from Texas too. He, he, he got the whole fitting part to that there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, oh, and they did, I think it, I think I found it. It was the first ever. Um, but they did make one of of Mystery Science Theater three, 3 of this one. It's oh
0: that'd be oh. a good one.
1: That would yeah, be excellent.
2: I would, love to, I would love to watch this one. Because it's, uh, it's one of the robots. It's like his favorite movie of all time, and they get it, and it's like a great. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's all the fun facts that I had.
0: Those were a lot of fun. That was great fun. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Oh, yeah. And I thought this was just too good to be true. So, when this movie ended, I watched it on an Amazon and then like a new movie gets queued up like to try to get you to buy or watch right away so try to think of another 80s movie from just like a year before that was just kind of crazy not an action movie but just kind of an 80s excess stupid movie I just want to see if you could possibly guess it because it wouldn't shock me is it an action film no I said it's not an action movie cocktail except in... except that. what'd you
1: say gif cocktail you got it <laughs> I think I watched oh this God. and then I watched Cocktail after. It. I thought wow. Cocktail up next. Oh my God. They're like, they've nailed the theme of this day here. <laughs> Amazon gets me. I swear to you, I started watching Cocktail right after it wrote out. I did not watch it. I'm I such a sucker. Funny that they tried oh. to get me. To. Love Cocktail. Well I'm done.
0: I prefer the Ben Stiller uh, scene where he's faking being.
1: Tom oh. Cruise and flipping the bottles all over the place. What is Tom Cruise Cruise? Yeah. Oh
0: God.
2: <laughs> so, so Gifford, did you have some comments or questions that you had received?
1: Um I kind of incorporated we hit them. on all your things.
2: Oh you did. You yes. you did incorporate them. Okay. I feel
1: like I incorporated you uh,
2: incorporated them.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add about the movie, or should we get into... I mean, this was an amazing year for movies, so I got it a list was. here.
1: Well, and I, I would say we should, yeah, get go into the, the the top movies of the year. And this was the reason that I wanted to do this year, because the movies are just so amazing. And yet you picked Roadhouse. Yes, because it is so <laughs> amazing. No,
0: I, I, I wouldn't. Know.
2: I <laughs> thoroughly a great enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, and I I had a huge man crush on Sam Elliott after this one.
0: Well, I really when he first I loved came out, character. like he so him. young looking, different that I'm like, wow, that's he looks different, yes. and and he added a real uh, class to the movie by being in it. He did so he did. Mm-hmm. I yeah, he it. comes
1: with that kind of swagger.
0: <clears throat> so, so uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say. And I don't know how gonna do this, but I have I have a top five, but I have just a list of movies. And I just wanted to say so we had mentioned before we bought our convenience store in 1990 in March. And I was in charge of, like, picking out all the movie magazines. And so all the movies come out on a VHS. when We first bought our store were from this year. And I can still just picture you. You mentioned Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. I can picture that movie in that magazine. And I saw it a million times on our shelf. And there are so many movies that either I loved or that I just totally associate with that time. Even if I never saw the movie, I can picture the the like the box art. And it was just such a great time and such a great job that we I know my mom maybe regrets that we ever bought that store. But for me, it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. Because as I said in the previous episode, I didn't have to move. I got to make I had a great job. And then we had these movies and and it was just such a cool thing to be able to to do because and the job would have been great if it wasn't for the customers what'd you say pete
2: i said the job would have been great if it wasn't for the customers oh yeah
0: right just like clerks (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so can i just list off all the movies that i remember from that year go for it sure okay so here's the ones that i never saw but like i could totally picture them in those magazines and i bet you've seen some of them there's a movie called Lover Boy with Patrick Dempsey. Uh, the Abyss, never saw yep. it, but that's in there. Sex Lies in Videotape. Mm, well, yep. that was a big movie. Never saw it, but I mean, oh. it was so intriguing because of the title. Um, there was a movie called The Bear, and I totally remember that movie just because of that. There was a movie with Ted Danson called Dad.
1: I um, saw that. I think movie. Jack Jack
0: I, I... John Jack uh, Lemon was in it too. He was like his dad, and it was like a. Like named. it's it,
2: it's a, a that's a really good movie um and I remember it very well it's a very emotional movie it it it's one of the few movies that makes me cry
0: well yeah I, I know it was supposed to be like and it wasn't like a comedy or it was it, if it was a comedy it was the kind that like it's it's much lighter and just but there, it's really... there
2: were there were funny parts in it and right. it was like you know um but but it was a very emotional movie
0: uh immediate family which was kind of like some kind of updated version of like ordinary people from the early eighties and then tango and cash mm-hmm. which i never watched all right then here's a list of movies that i remember from that year and i've seen every one of these bill and ted's excellent adventure came out that year oh, fletch yeah. lives heathers which we're going to talk about next week the dream team that's a totally forgotten classic comedy michael keaton that's a
2: great movie michael keaton um uh, peter yep. boyle
0: yep peter boyle that's, That's a great primordial. movie, and it's one that I, I saw probably five times at that, but I totally forgot about it, and I should watch it someday. <laughs> Say anything came out that year? Oh. Um, there was a movie called "She's Out of Control" with Tony Danza. Yep. And the girl was Mickey Dolenz's daughter from the from the Monkees, and I thought she was like the hot, like she was she was the um, uh, what was her name again? Kelly Lynch. Kelly <laughs> She's Lynch. the one that actually I did like. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible movie, though. <laughs> Another great forgotten comedy, well, maybe not great, but Gene Hat, Gene Wilder, and uh, Richard Pryor. Yes, See no evil, Love that movie. Yes, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, oh, Dead so. Poet Society, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Weekend at Bernie's, so. Lethal Weapon Two. Then you had the the battling dog movies, Canine and Turner and Hooch. Yep, Parenthood from '89. Both of
2: those. Both of those dog movies, by the way, are very good.
0: You're nodding. You know all these movies. They're great.
1: So here's yeah. another. He, uh, he,
2: you didn't cry
0: at the end of Turner and Hooch?
2: I did not. Uh, I don't recall I don't crying recall. at the end of that movie.
1: Oh. The dog. Here's died. another.
0: Um, Spoiler alert. I, like action uh, suspense movie that is totally forgotten, but that I loved Al Pacino and um, Ellen Barkin. It was called Sea of Love. See, Do you know that movie? Yep. It's a great movie. At least that's how I remember it. <laughs> Black Rain with Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. the fabulous Baker Boys. Look who's talking! Uh, Gross Anatomy, Steel Magnolias, Back to the Future Two, She Devil with uh, Meryl Streep and Roseanne Barr. Right,
1: I don't think I've ever saw it, but The yeah. War of the
0: Roses that was a big one. Yep, Driving Miss yep. Daisy, one best picture. Um, then we get some good, uh, Glory, which is just a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Right, Born on the 4th of July, these are all award-nominated movies.
1: The best people are Born on the 4th of July, by the way.
0: Yes. Always, which is a classic Steven Spielberg movie that you don't even remember he made with Richard Dreyfuss and Holly Hunter. Awesome. John Goodman. John Goodman. Do the Right Thing and The Little Mermaid. None of those are on my top five. Right. Holy crap. Wow. And I bet you guys have other ones that I didn't even name.
1: Uh, you hit a lot of them. Take it away, make it away, toys.
2: Did you say Field of Dreams?
1: Oh,
0: well, that uh, I didn't (laughs) give my top five. He didn't give his top five yet.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I thought,
0: why don't you? Oh, you said make
2: it away, toys, or take it away. Well, I was gonna, I I didn't
0: know if you wanted to name any other movies first, or you guys can do your top fives first. I don't, whatever. All right, no,
2: um, why don't you, Brad? Go ahead and do your top five since you already did your list, and then so, we'll just go into ours.
0: So my top five, I I could put these in any order. I have them listed five to one, but it it didn't matter. So one was Batman, which we did last week. Uh, Field of Dreams, thanks Pete for sealing my thunder. <laughs> Sorry, but I love, and then not only Field of Dreams of Major League, two baseball movies, very different baseball movies, but equally wonderful, and then. These are two of, like, my all-time favorites. When Harry Met Sally, greatest romantic comedy of all time, one of the funniest movies, Mm -hmm. and Christmas Vacation. beauty. So that's, I could put those five in any order. Every one of those movies is is just rewatchable over and over again, and depending on the time of year or whatever, they're amazing. Right. All right. Bake it away, toys.
2: All right. (laughs) Now I'm going to go, uh, m- most of these you've already said, Field of Dreams, Batman, uh, Christmas Vacation, Major League, When Harry Met Sally, and the last uh, uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Um, one, that I, one that I had that I didn't hear that you mentioned, but is sort of a hidden gem. I remember, I really loved it. I don't know, you know, it's one of those, if I watch it again, I'd probably think it's dumb. But do you remember the movie, Who's Harry Crumb?
0: I do. That was a funny movie. I liked it.
2: That was hilarious. And so um, that was one that I, I had watched. It John Candy. And, yes, yes. And it was great. I, I just one. remember when she goes, he's like an undercover detective, and he has to be a jockey at a horse race. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to fit into the phone
0: booth. <laughs> I'm surprised I missed that one with <laughs> that list I made. That's that was a really <gasps> funny movie that I liked. Oh uh, my god.
2: And uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty much my list. Gifford, right, well,
1: this was your big year gift. So, what are the definitive five? <laughs> so, this was very hard to do. I have a top fourteen, but I won't go through all of them because you mentioned a lot of them. Um, although you didn't mention my number eight, Kickboxer, John Claude Van Damme. Okay, phenomenal. I seen it. Phenomenal movie. Um, so. Roadhouse is not in my top five, neither is Batman, top. but my top five, neither of you mentioned my number five, Harlem Nights came out in
0: 1989, it that movie. much.
1: Richard Pryor, I just re-watched it maybe three weeks ago or so, I absolutely love that movie, so I remember, fun. because I loved Coming to America
0: so much, I was really excited for that movie, and I just mm-hmm. thought it was a letdown, and it just wasn't... Uh wasn't that good speaking of that side note yeah. you've seen the new coming to america right yes i did watch I, it i forget did you like it
1: i thought it was worthwhile i didn't exactly. think it
0: was great i was very pleased with it it's i actually good. thought I it was pretty funny it. and i loved how they worked all the old stuff into it but made a new movie
1: and i've heard some bad reviews but i i utterly enjoy it i'd watch it again too well and as I. When I texted you, any movie that includes the songs "Get Off" and the "Humpty Dance," can't be all bad.
0: <laughs> the Humpty Dance—that's
1: your song. That's my—that's my jam. Uh, my number four: uh, Indiana Jones: the Last Crusade. Number three: Uncle Buck. Oh, we uh, didn't no- say that yet either. Oh, I thought On you said that. Uncle Buck. No, I actually—I think I've only seen
0: it once, and I just. And that's one I never got into i I would probably should watch it again someday, but I'm just it's not a John Candy movie that I like care are about. You, are you dead inside i I don't know I, I know <laughs> I've heard all those, but for some reason, it didn't hit me, and I just never really saw it again.
1: Oh so good. uh there's a wonderful scene um with uh I prefer i'm a who's Harry crumb type kind of guy, oh so. sure. <laughs> Uh, But there's a wonderful scene, I believe, with Bust a Move. Oh, that's good. In in that Uh, number two, Major League, and number one, Christmas Vacation. It was great then. It's still great now. Uh, So that was my. That was my. All the others
0: in your top 14, we have all named. Did you want to say like what they were? Just
1: Uh, I had uh, you really like 14, 14 through uh, six. I had Dead Poet Society uh back to the future part two uh let me see where's number 12 that must have been oh the abyss sorry i asked uh batman (laughs) weekend at bernie's uh when harry met sally kickboxer uh roadhouse and lethal weapon two okay my number six. just curious because you i know uh, you.
2: lethal weapon 2 was
0: a that was a fun movie that was oh, it was a... Yeah. Great. so for me i never saw lethal weapon i don't even know if i have yet but my first lethal weapon movie was lethal weapon 2 because we got it on video and i mm-hmm. watched that and i liked it a lot and then also my first and th- i don't know why but the first indiana jones movie i ever saw was the last crusade i missed the first two for some reason
1: it's, I, I think it's the best it's one. The best of and the- I really
0: enjoyed it, yeah. And I've heard both you guys have said, so I'll just stick with that. Well, I love well, in that
1: movie. I know yeah. what my pick's going to be for 1987, then you're going to have to sit through Lethal Weapon.
0: Well, I'm not, I'd probably like to watch that. that movie. I'm not saying...
1: <laughs> it's I'm good. just saying I yeah. saw the
0: second one first. Sure. And I yep. saw all the sequels. Like, I saw two, three, and four. I, loved, I liked them all. They were all very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So good all right does that wrap it up i'm
1: done i think that'll do it
2: okay i think we will wrap the show what an (laughs) awesome episode this was (laughs)
1: thanks i i I,
2: I really hope that we've inspired any of our listeners to go and watch roadhouse right now um that was that was just mind-blowing i don't know what to say about it i'm just still i'm still shaking so, Having uh, watched
0: it for the first time, yeah, I agree.
2: We will we will close out the episode for now and uh, tune in next week when we will be talking about the movie Heathers, also from 1989. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.